0: Uh, 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 okay you can't hurt me later please um, uh, so I just love our, our kids ministries are part of um, this service you know we, every year you know, Sandy and her team just pours into this service helping us do this um, just coming together and recognizing that we are one family I stated earlier if you did not hear uh, there's a mass exodus uh, from the Christian faith in America And studies show churches that truly are family, you're just not stopping by and getting a dose of Christian thought that are truly family, those are the churches that hold kids for life. Okay? And so, guess what? We wanna be that kind of church. And so, thank you for your patience. Um, It's been crazy. Hand motions, I almost think I need to apologize to you. If you've looked up there, me doing motions, listen, when we're singing a song and they start clapping, it takes about two seconds. I don't know the words. I can't hit my hands. I have no rhythm, okay? And those motions, I know I look foolish, but I love them kids. And I love that they're here. And so you young people, uh, as we wind down family month today, thank you. And always know that this church is uh, your ohana, your spiritual family. And we love you and you have a place here now and as long as you're here. And you, um, us, us, older folks. uh, Let's keep giving space for these kids, passing this faith on, okay? Ohana, love it. Thank you, Sandy and team. Uh, Hey, if you need a Bible, raise your hand. You know, Taylor mentioned our scripture uh, in Proverbs that is kind of the center of our message, and it says, whoever ignores correction despises himself. The one who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Mm, I'm excited to dig into that, but I'm going to get into that a little bit later because it's kind of a a pivot point, if you would. Uh, I'm going to ask you to turn to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30. And I'm going to be kind of all over, but this is one after service this week. If you're going to read and pour in, I want you to do that. Uh, Let me pray for us. Father God, we love you. As we come... This morning, um, it's my earnest prayer for myself and all of us that we will not remain the same, that we will have an encounter with you, with your powerful word, with your Holy Spirit, and we'd be changed and transformed, maybe in the slightest way, maybe profoundly. But God, every time we encounter you, we want to experience your goodness, and we trust that's what happens. So open our hearts, our minds, our hands to what you have to say to us in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, So we are going to talk about superpowers today. Okay? Superpowers. I don't know if you know this, but there is a fascination, a popularity of superheroes. And it's been going on for about 10 or so, 20 years. I don't know. If you go to the theater, I almost guarantee you there's some sort of movie on Uh, around a superhero. And there is this deep loyalty and commitment to either Marvel or DC. Right? Did you hear that? Okay. You know, in my studies, like, whoa, this is like serious. Okay. How many of you are Marvel people? Raise your hand. There we go. We got some Marvel. Uh, DC. I don't Here's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. here's what I like about it. DC is kind of known for a little bit of darkness, right? And so these are brave souls. We love you. There's grace here for you, right? Um, but, you know, if you're not into it, which you might be the exception, um, you know, Marvel um, has Spider-Man, right? Thor. I've heard mixed reviews about the movie, so I will not uh, spoil anything. Um who, uh, Captain America right, the Black Panther, right, Marvel, uh, DC, uh, some of your classics, right, Batman, come on, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then both of them have about a hundred thousand million other people you've never heard of, right, but it's not, it's not the superhero that you like, it's the superpower, it's the superpower that draws you into them. You know, you see the Black Panther and just how fast he is. Superman, x-ray vision, you kidding me? Thor and that strength. Wonder Woman and that whole invisible plane thing and the whole rope that tells the truth. Um, you know why we love the superpowers? Is this reason. Because when the superpower shows up, things change, don't they? Things change. Things drastically change. You find yourself in a superhero movie, just waiting for the superpower to show up. Come on, come on. Ooh, it's getting bad now. Boom! Here he comes in a single bound, and I don't know the lingo of super. And you got it right. Uh, and if I've disrespected Marvel or DC, accept my apology. I did my best. Um, but it's superpowers that we love because it changes things. It changes things sometimes in little ways and sometimes drastic ways. You have a superpower. You have a superpower. And to show you this superpower, my granddaughter Ellie loves to have us exercise this superpower. And so you're going to see my daughter Sydney, my oldest daughter, uh, my granddaughter Ellie, she's special needs, and my grandson Brandon. And they're going to exercise. They're going to show you what that superpower is. Check it out.
1: Okay, would you rather soup or sandwich? Sandwich soup. (laughs) Would you rather snow or sunshine? Sunshine. 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 Snow. Snow? Would you rather? Mm -hmm. Ellie, would you rather skateboard or scooter? Skateboard. Scooter. Scooter. Would you rather. Summer or winter? Winter. 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 Can you say summer? Winter. Winter, two winters. Would you rather blackberries or raspberries? Raspberries. Raspberries.
2: Raspberries.
1: Raspberries. Would you rather, hmm, chocolate or vanilla? vanilla? Vanilla.
2: Vanilla.
0: Would you rather, do you have one? Cliffhanger, come back next week, right? (laughs) (laughs) So Ellie loves playing this game. She comes up and she'll just, would you rather all the time. And what is she showing us, what she even understands is that we have a superpower called choice. We have a superpower called choice. When did we receive this superpower? Where did it come from? I take you all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, creation in the Garden of Eden. You know, God uh, created uh, everything, created the Garden and everything man would need uh, to sustain him, to enjoy the absolute fullness of life. And in Genesis 2, verse 15, we see him give us the superpower to all of us humans. He says this, Genesis 2.15, the Lord commands you to choose, or you can eat, right, choice, from any tree in the garden, verse 15. Whoa. So we were created by God, commanded by God to choose, to use this superpower that could change everything in a moment. You're probably like, I don't want that. Well, you're commanded, and all of us as humans were given that to choose. And it can change everything. Every one of you, if you look at your story, you'd begin to talk about choices you made that turn you in certain directions, different directions. Some of them small, subtle, Some amazing stories, some painful ones. Choice is powerful. It is truly a superpower. So, since we have such an incredible superpower, it's, it's good to understand that superpower. Why? Why were we given such a power? And there's one word I want you to hold on to when I talk about this, and the word is good. Understanding our superpowers, understanding that word good, because at the end of it, that is God's intent, is good. And I'm going to look at, you know, the the purpose of choice uh, and the power of it. So the purpose, okay, Uh, Deuteronomy 30, I had you turn there. Uh, And what's going on in Deuteronomy 30, the entire book of Deuteronomy is Moses giving a farewell speech to the Israelite people, Remember, Moses was a guy that was in Egypt. um, And he ran away because he got upset. He noticed that his people were there for 400 years in captivity. And he saw them mistreated. He made a mistake. He ran away. God sent him back and said, "Uh, "Lead my people out. And that's what Moses did. He led them out of Egypt. And they went into the wilderness, heading for the promised land. God said, I'm going to give you an amazing place. And they messed up there, and so they ended up wandering for 40 years. In that, Moses was told, you're not going in there. They're going to go in uh, without you. And so this is that moment that they're getting ready to cross the Jordan. And and the book of Deuteronomy is Moses reminding them of the things they learned in their uh, wandering. um, But also he's giving them uh, some inspiration, farewell speech. You know, and he's doing it as a prophet speaking for God. And it really is summed up his message in verse 15. This final speech, Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 19. But that can be summed up uh, in verse 15. And in verse 15, uh, what he says here is today, you are given a choice between death. And your translation starts saying differently, death and life, prosperity, disaster. Or you could say death, goodness, uh, prosperity, or destruction. There's different things said there, um, but the meaning is very, very clear, that there is a choice you've been given. And we see the purpose of this message. And it starts this, this message says, today... Today, and remember there today, is they've been wandering 40 years, and now they're at the shore, the edge of the Jordan River. The promised land is right across. They can see it. I'm sure they've been talking about it and hearing about it, and they're coming along that shore, and they're looking across at the promised land, a land of milk and honey, and they're seeing God's faithfulness, the life that he has promised them, his goodness and the protection that that's gonna provide for them. And they're seeing this. He says, today I want you to see and know that I'm good. I've got good for you. See, we have the same promise today, Romans eight twenty eight, right? For those who love Jesus, all things work for the good. God is working for the good for us who love him. He has good. And they're seeing this good. And then he says that to them at the beginning of that verse. Today you're given a choice. Make a choice. Make wise decision. Remember, what is wisdom? Pastor Pat uh, gave us a definition I love. is It's applied knowledge. It's what you know. It's what you've seen. And then doing that, stepping into that wisdom. It's what Moses is saying. Make a wise choice. You have a choice to make, but look at all that good. Look what I provided. I promised you, there it is. My life, my goodness, my protection, there for you. There it is. Make wise choices. As interesting as I'm writing this message. That phrase, make wise choices, that's the same phrase my wife and I would say to our daughters when they were younger. Every time they left the house, she started... It doesn't matter where we're at. We had that parent uh, radar. We knew they were leaving. And Sandy would yell, make wise choices. Uh, She usually beat me to the punch. I'd say it sometimes, but mom was on it. She knew. Uh, Make wise choices. And they'd laugh and go. And I've just got to believe that sometimes they made wise choices. (laughs) They might be watching on the camera. Uh, They didn't always make wise choices, but that's a whole other sermon. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) But we'd say that. Every time. In fact, now it's a joke in our home because now Sandy and I are empty nesters. So they have their husbands and their families and all that. So we'll say, hey, we're going to go on a trip. You know what they say to us? Make wise choices, right? (laughs) Uh, So it's kind of a funny thing. But that's what Moses is saying. Make wise choices. Apply knowledge. Apply what you know about me. The life I provide, the goodness I have, the protection. Choose that. Today, because choices are about today, right now. Every thought, every scenario, you're making a choice right now. You're making a choice. Right, hopefully, it's not. When's was just saying over. Right? I hope that's not the choice you're making. Um, but you're just constantly, nonstop, you're making decisions and choices. And God's saying, make wise choices. Make wise choices that take you toward me. Because that's what Proverbs 15, 32, our core verse, our, our wisdom for the day, talks about the power of choice. You know, the purpose is God's good, so here's the power of this choice. And it says this, and I quoted already to you, it says, whoever despises instruction, oh, excuse me, whoever ignores instruction despises himself. And that first part of that verse, you see that choices can hurt you. Choices can hurt you. And the choice here is ignoring instruction, ignoring wisdom, ignoring what you see, what you know, what someone tells you. You say, no, I'm going to go a different direction. Because it's important that that first half ends this, despises himself. And you have different translations. You'll see that translated differently. Uh, King James, New King James, translates that word, that Hebrew word, as despises his own soul. This word is a spiritual word. It's not just a a, a flesh, it's about who you are and who God has created you to be. It says you are rejecting what I have for you. When you... Make choices that aren't wise, that aren't toward God's goodness. You step into a place that you miss God and what he has for you, his protection. You know, just a silly little story, but it gives you a little picture. I was a little guy, really little, okay? Um, and I had Thomas the Train. Remember Thomas? About this big. And I was running around playing outside, and I have typical boys, usually into trouble or whatever. And so I'm out there playing, and I buy one of those outlets by the garage, you know those ones that they put the big spring on so because it's amped up, and they don't want kids to play with it. Well, I'm looking at it, and I think my mom probably knew I had that curious look in my eye. She walks by and says, don't play with that. It'll hurt you. And she walks off. Well, you know where this is going, right? <laughs> so I'm looking at the other thing. I'm looking at my train, and You know, the train's got those little things in front of them. I don't know if it's a plow or what that thing is, but it's there. And i thought, huh. I opened that up, and I stuck that in there. My day changed, just so you know, okay? Um, Wow. My body went, I went about this far off the ground. Uh, I landed, train flew, and I was just shaking. I I went wandering. I kind of wandered for a bit, got on the back porch, and I sat there. And I sat there half a day. It wrecked me. It wrecked my day. I didn't know what, I don't know if I was dead. I don't know what, it, that was, I've never felt anything like that. It was not good. I did not listen. I ignored instruction, and I had a real bad day. I'm going to sue my mom Wanted me to play with the train in the front yard and enjoy myself, right? But that's not what happened. Same is true with us. When we make bad choices, we do not make wise choices applying the knowledge of God. What happens is we take ourselves outside of what God has for us. His life, is goodness, and the protection he has. And boy, many of us know exactly what that's like. And we got a lot of pain. There's pain and hurt in our lives God never intended for us to have. He loves us. He's full of grace. It's just not judgment. He's just a rat. So I wish you didn't have that. Scott, I wish you didn't get shocked so hard. Do what your mom says, right? <laughs> But the good news is making wise choices has a power for good. Choices can help us too. And that's God's intent, is to help us, right? Because what God's goal for choices we see in Deuteronomy 30 is this. He wants us to experience the life he has for us, to experience his goodness and the protection. And his goodness is not always the easy path. Just so you know, don't hear me wrong. There's some, some challenges we have to go through, but he's good. He'll equip us and he's with us if we allow him to be. And what it takes in that moment to say yes to him and make wise choices, what we have to do is understand it takes trust. To trust that his ways are better than ours. Boys, that, that's a hard one, isn't it? Whew. I'm going to trust you. Secondly, it takes faith, faith that He will protect us and He will care for us now and forever. Many times when we don't understand how He's caring for us, many times when we've got to step in, in, in that faith and say, God, do you have this? Do you have this? In choice, why does He give it to us? Because it's choice is where we step on the path of His goodness. And it takes trust and faith to say, I'm gonna go your way. And the more trust and the more faith we have, the more we experience of who God is. And the more life, goodness, and protection we get from him. So why is Moses saying, make wise choices? Because this is what God has for us. He gave it to us in the garden. He challenges all of us, make wise choices because I wanna give you good. I've created you, I've designed you. I've got good in store for you. But you have to choose. So, how do we? Okay, kind of wrapping this thing up. How do we use this superpower? And there's a word, look. I, it's probably the question I get asked the most. Maybe I used to get asked. I'm kind of figure this out if it's true. Uh, when I was a youth pastor, I got this question the most. And now, a lot of times, young people and um, uh, young adults, career people, I get asked this. Um, how do we know God's will? Hey, I've got this decision to make. Um, what do I do? You know, f- for me, I, I ran into that space uh, and had to make a decision. And, you know, what Proverbs fifteen thirty two told us, right, is if you listen, if you listen to reproof reproofing I mean guidance, you'll gain intelligence. The Amplified says you'll gain wisdom. I remember I, uh, a lot of times correction, uh, reproof, it, it, it comes in that way. You go in a direction someone says something to you, and you choose it, and you see, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. For me, young in my ministry, I was, um, I don't know what it was. I was trying to remember. But I, I know I was flailing around and whining about, how do I know what God wants? What decision do I make? What's God's will for me? How many of you said that? All, right, yeah, all the time, right? So I'm And this pastor friend of mine sitting there and says, um, You know what, Scott? God's will isn't the problem. God speaks. He's clear. He's not hiding from you. You're not listening. That's the problem. And so in that, what I learned, I just took that in, and, you know, it's kind of hard, like, ugh. You know, I want sympathy and everything else you want when you whine and cry. Um, I said, he's right. We do not have a God that's hiding behind trees and we're gonna go chase and find him somewhere. He loves us. He's speaking. Speaking through the word. He's speaking in prayer through people. He's speaking to us. He wants us to know his will. The problem is us. And so, you know, and where it changed me, drastically changed me. Became superpower changing because it's okay. I'm gonna live like God is not hiding from me, that he's speaking to me every day and it changed really everything in my life because if you hang out with me you're not going to find oh what, what does god say about that well he's speaking all the time he's clear the thing i have to wrestle with is am i going to be obedient and do it that's the challenge am i going to listen meaning put action to what i know he says so most of uh, what he has to say to us is in his word right he's answered most prayers already right uh, and so they're there for me. And so it just changed uh, the intimacy I have with God. I know him. As he said, he's my friend. He's talking to me. He's present all the time. He's actually in me in the Holy Spirit. It's personal. It's powerful. It's changed everything. So that's the power of choice. I mean, sometimes being rebuked and corrected toward wisdom. So as people ask me these things, I say, well, how do I, how do I answer? How do we find God's will? What's the answer to this question? I want to give you three easy things. It comes out of Ephesians 5.15. It says this, look carefully how you walk or how you live, the choices you make, the steps you put in front of one another, uh, how you live. Uh, be wise, not unwise. So he's saying to this, look And so how do you make wise choices? Look up, look out, and look in. Let me talk about those things, okay? Starts with look, have your eyes open because he's not hiding from you. And then look upward. Matthew 6.33 is really clear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this will be added to you, right? God wants to give you everything you need to be you. And he'll equip you with everything you need to be you and so we need to what do I do here what does God say about it seek him first you seek him through the word the Bible read it look at it Google what does the Bible say about this right pray Pray praise a conversation pray to him listen for him to speak to you to move your heart allow the Holy Spirit it's powerful indwelling of God in us to move and shape you. God is speaking. And the more you listen, the more you'll recognize his voice and it gets easier to hear it. Right? Most of you. If your spouse said something in a crowd, you would recognize that voice because you're so um, intimate. Spend so much time. You know. Right? Look upward. Look to God. Second thing is look outward. Proverbs 24, 6, I love this. It says, seek guidance before you go wage your war. I love that personal tag, your war, because we're all in this battle and these things that we're warring. It could mean nothing to somebody else. You're trying to figure something out, so it's a war for you. It says, seek guidance from people because in a multitude of counselors, of people speaking into a situation, there is victory, it says, to so who do we ask? People who know Jesus, people who love Jesus, people who have fruit in their life from Jesus. Because guess what? You, everybody has an opinion. Right? You've heard that thing? Opinions are like armpits. Everyone has them. Most of them stink. Right? <laughs> right? Um, we want to know what, in their experience, God has spoken to them. What have they experienced in God? what do they say? What do people who know Jesus say about that? People who know us, what do they have to say about it? And the bigger the the decision, get more counsel. Outward. Look outward, because God speaks through people. Always has. And thirdly, look inward. Psalm 37, 4 says this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so, Now, do not edit this and say, Scott said do the desires of my heart. You know, it starts with delighting in him, delighting in who he is, seeking him out, delighting says, even when you tell me hard things, God, it's okay. The answer is yes, I'll be obedient. I'm gonna delight myself in you because you have life, goodness, and protection for me. I'm gonna delight in you. And when you do that, what he says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. He is going to guide you in your strength, how he's equipped you, your giftings, your passions. And you're going to enjoy those things, 1 Timothy 6. Tells us he's given these things for an enjoyment. It's okay to have fun, Christian, just so you know. To enjoy it, God has created you to fulfill that. And listen, you can have fun, kind of put that in quotes, even in really hard seasons of life and journeys because you're in deep fellowship with God, Jesus, right? Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, boy, this is really, really hard, but I've known you've taken me here. Some of my most rewarding things are the hardest things I've ever gone through. But I knew he called me. I say, put the desires in my heart. And maybe I would say the willingness of my heart sometimes. So look up, look out, and look in. Make wise decisions. It's a superpower. It can change everything. And guess what? You're making decisions all the time. God just wants to be part of it because He loves you. So uh, next steps as we wrap up. I just want to encourage you to choose good. Choose good. When you come to a decision, what is good? What is God's goodness? Take a moment, take a breath, slow down. Ask God so that you can have everything that he has for you because he wants to give it to you. He loves you and created you to do something only you can do. You're the only you. God created and designed you and wants you to do that and he's given you everything you need. He wants you just to say yes to it. It Takes trust, takes faith. But there is a start point and I I can't go on without saying this. Uh, Pastor Tyler, when he shared uh, the first message in this series, uh, he gave us this phrase. He says, "Jesus is the wisdom of God." So if you want to make wise choices, it starts with Jesus. It starts with Jesus. It starts to say, "I want to surrender to Him. I'm going to trust that He is good, that He loves me, and I need to be with Him." And sin has gotten away. And He went to the cross to die for my sin, so I could be with Him. So He can do just what I talked about today can guide us and be with us. But it starts with that faith decision saying yes to Jesus. Yes, I need your forgiveness. Yes, I want you to be my Savior and my Lord to guide me. And I accept you by faith. I say yes to you. So if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I would love to talk to you about it. You know, there's gonna be some people up here, a prayer team that would love to pray with you and talk about that. You may have been invited by somebody who knows Jesus. Right? they would love to talk to you about it it is the most wise decision we can make choosing Jesus and then last as we close down family month um, I've asked Sandy my wife who's also the uh, children's uh, minister here is to um, just pray um, again I said it before young people we love you um, and I do think you uh, all of you for being patient for the things that we've been doing this last month, but no, it's intentional. It's intentional. Uh, we've got to pass this faith on. Church has to be family and a home, not just a place we stop by once in a while. Kids got to know it. And there's just deeper things that we're doing here than just swinging by. And this just says, hey, your family. So love you, um, but we're gonna pray for them because this is it. They'll be. Doing, going to their places, and those are important, to hear the gospel in a language they understand. That's important. All right? And um, so they'll go to their space, but we're still going to have you in here. But I want you know We love you. So I'm going to invite you to stand, and I'm going to ask Sandy just to, uh, to pray for our families. Okay? we stand with us as we pray for our families?
2: Um, I also wanted to take a second to thank our pastors. It's not easy to um, adapt messages and language and everything for kids to understand as well as adults to to feel like it's relevant so you guys have done a great job with that thank you okay will you pray with me heavenly father I praise you for the people that you have placed around us that we call family thank you for how you have used these people to show us your love and kindness thank you for using our families to challenge us as we grow, closer to each other, and most importantly, closer to you. Father, we've learned over these four weeks the importance of leaving and receiving a legacy. Help us to see and remember where you have done powerful, mighty things in our lives, and to have the faith that you'll continue to sustain us with your powerful love. We learned about the importance of building a culture of love in our homes, a radical love that goes beyond what we can understand. Help us to love our families the way that you love us, right where we are, without any strings attached, full of grace, but always challenging us to grow. Lord, we want to live lives fully dedicated to you, staying on the right path. Please help us to remember that it begins with keeping our eyes on you and trusting that when we choose to rely on you, you delight in keeping us on that path to goodness. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless each family represented here, each home, each community, guide us with your Holy Spirit to gain wisdom each day as we engage the world around us, our families. We give you all the glory in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Good. Thank you, Sandy. Uh, Good. North Shore, I love you. Just a couple closing announcements. Our prayer team's going to be up here next week, 10 a.m. We're going to hear from our mission partners and just compassionately serving and our call to do that. And Alpha, Be part of Alpha. Be committed to be in church every week. Get in a group. If you've got people you've been sharing the gospel with or been talking about spiritual things, start a group, right? Our world needs to know Jesus, and they need to, because words matter, and society's beginning to steal definitions. Let's bring back the clarity of who Jesus Christ is. He's the only hope for this world, okay? Love you, North Shore. God bless you.